Good morning, family. Welcome to today's reading. Little Fernando's Hideaway. When I get up early in the morning, make a pot of coffee, and read some of my meditation books to you. I've been enjoying these books for years, off and on. So every once in a while, when I feel the Spirit of God move me to read something, pick something up, uh, I have the books relatively available on my coffee table, the kitchen coffee table. Today, I'm going to be reading an article that's called, I Have Chosen Him So That He Will Direct His Children. Interesting. Out of Genesis 18:19, the quotation. And it goes on to say, God chooses people he can depend upon. He knew what to expect from Abraham and said to him, I have chosen him so that he will direct his children. That the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised to him. Again, I have chosen him so that he will direct his children. That the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him. God knew Abraham would direct his children. The Lord can be depended upon, and he desires for us to be just as reliable, determined, and stable. This is simply the meaning of faith. Again, God knew Abraham would direct his children. The Lord can be depended upon, and He desires for us to be just as reliable, determined, and stable. This is simply the meaning of faith. God is looking for people on whom He can place the weight of His entire love, power, and faithful promises. Again, God is looking for you and me on whom He can place the weight of His entire love, power, and faithful promises. And His engines are strong enough to pull any weight we may attach to them. (laughs) Beautiful. Unfortunately, the cable we fasten to the engine is often too soft, too weak to handle the weight of our prayers. Therefore, God continues to train and discipline us in His school of stability and certainly in the life of faith. May we learn our lesson well and then stand firm. That was a quotation article from A.B. Simpson, if you want to look that up. God knows that you can withstand your trial or else he would not have given it to you. His trust in you explains the trials of your life. No matter how severe they may be, God knows your strength, and he measures it to the last inch. Remember, no trial has ever been given to anyone that was greater than that person's strength. Through God to endure it. Amen. 
Okay, that was, I'm reading to you, that was an article from called From Streams in the Desert, 366 Daily Devotional Leadings. It was compiled by the wife of Mr. Callman, LB. And she didn't put her name down because the husband was compiling it at first, and I believe he passed away, and she finished it. So she put her initials. Because in the roaring 1800s, 1900s, turn of the century, uh, men were extremely prejudiced that only men can write, right? Not, not women. But what she did is she finished compiling the essay her husband was putting together. And they did a remarkable job. Can you imagine the amount of literature and books and quotations they had to go through to compile something like this. It was a lifetime undertaking and very popular too. Very popular. I'm sure you heard of this book. It's called Streams in the Desert. And uh, it says, edited by James Rayman, R-E-I-M-A-N-N-N, Sondervern. Sondervan is the publisher. I like to keep reading, so I'm going to go ahead and read the next article. That was November 13th, by the way. November 12th says, These were the potters and those that dwell among plants and hedges where they dwelt with the king for his work. 1 Chronicles 4.23 these were the potters and those that dwelt among the plants and hedges. There they dwelt with the king for his work. We may dwell with the king for his work. Anywhere and everywhere we may be called to serve him in the most unlikely places and under the most adverse conditions. It may be out in the countryside, far away from the king's many activities in the city, or it may be among plants and hedges of all kinds, hindrances that surround us, blocking our way. Perhaps we will be one of the potters with our hands full of all types of pottery, accomplishing our daily task. It makes no difference. The king who places us there will come and dwell with us. The hedges or hindrances are right for us, or he will quickly remove them. And doesn't it stand to reason that whatever seems to block our way may also provide for our protection? As for the pottery, it is exactly what he has seen fit to place in our hands and is, is for now, his work. From Francis Ridley Havergal. Havergal. And here's a poem that misses. Oh, this is a poem by Frank William Faber. He says... Go back to your garden plant, sweetheart. Go back to the evening falls and tie your lilies and train your vines till for you the master calls. Till the, for you the master calls. Go make your garden fair as you can. You will never work alone. Perhaps he whose plot is next to you of yours will see it and man his own. Brightly colored sunsets and starry heavens, majestic mountains and shining seas and fragrant fields 
and fresh cut flowers are not even half as beautiful as a soul who is serving Jesus out of love through the wear and tear of ordinary unpoetic life. And that one was a quotation by Frederick William Faber. Again, here's another quote. This one is by probably the author of this book, L.B. Coleman. No, it's, it says, The most saintly souls are often those who have never distinguished themselves as authors or allow any major accomplishment to, of theirs to become the topic of the world's conversation. No, they are usually those who have had led a quiet inner life of holiness, having carried their sweet bouquets unseen, like a fresh lily in a secluded valley on the hedge of a crystal stream. Kenelm Digby. <laughs> Kenelm Digby. Translation by Fernando. Huh. The translation is, and the first article is, is, uh, I got myself into a lot of trouble and got away from God's design for my life. In other words, what hedges, what pottery, what work he was going to put in my life. And instantly, I did not listen to my instructors in school. I rather went fishing. I got into trouble. So most of my life today is trying to repair the trouble I got into. For instance, I went out and I... I got a girl pregnant around the age of 18, 19, married her, and way over my head in no education, no, no discipline, and have two boys to raise. Even though those boys, when they were older and they understood life, they said to me, Dad, you did a pretty good job of raising us even though you live 300 miles away. To this day, I have not seen my sons do the craziness that their dad did. I have not seen them with a cigarette. I have not seen them with a case or beer or any kind of uh, bad news, you know. Work and family, that's all I hear from them. Which is all credited to the 12-step program, folks. On my account, on their account, I'm here because of the 12-step program. But getting back to the article, the first article is, the fact is that I got myself into a lot of hipla hoopla that I shouldn't have. I should have been skillfully. I believe God had me to be a, a, a good engineer in working with hydraulics and, and uh and mathematics and and uh, chemistry, which were probably what would have been my delight in life, to to help society, you know, run it smoothly. That's what I believe. That's the visions I've gotten for God, ultimate. And the second article that I read is uh, is about. Thanking God for the situation just where you are, and then He'll give us the strength to pull the thing over. Uh, tell you the truth, I forgot. I had a point, but it went away. 
Anyway, thank you for coming to today's podcast. I really hope you enjoy those two readings. I certainly have. Let me give you a bonus reading before I go. This is uh, entitled, Later On, However, on Hebrews 12, 11. Later On, However. So let's go ahead and take a breather right now and kind of uh, relax a minute. We're going to change gears and go into a higher gear, a higher thought pattern. The, and the poem on this article is called Rain, Rain, Beating Against the Pain. How endless it pours out of, out of doors. From the darkness sky, I wonder why. Flowers, flowers, springing up, springing up after showers, blooming fresh and fair everywhere. God has now explained why it rained. There is a legend that tells of a German baron who at his castle on the Rhine stretched wires in the air from towers to towers so that the wind might tread them as a wine harp and thereby create music as it blew across them. Yet as the soft breezes swirled around the castle, no music was born. One night, however, a fierce storm arose and the hills where the castle sat was struck with the fury of the violent wind. The baron looked out his window at the terror of the wind, and the wind harp was filling the air with melodies that rang out even above the noise of the storm. It had taken a fierce storm to produce the music. Haven't we all known people whose lives have never produced any pleasing music? During their days of calm prosperity, but who, when fierce winds have blown across their lives, have astonished us by the power and beauty of their music? Yes, 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 indeed. I can think of a few. I can think of a few that have saved the day that you would not think they would. You can always count on God to make the later on of difficulties a thousand times richer and better than the present. If we overcome them correctly, no discipline seems pleasant at that time. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace. Amen. What a yield. Hebrews 12, 11. You know, it makes, it comes to my mind a situation in my vacation. I just got back from 12 days, actually 12 days of being in paradise in Hawaii. And there was a situation where a lot of patience was required. And, uh, you know, and God prepares us for something that's in the future. Maybe in the timeline, God can see it. And then he gives us an opportunity to be still and hook up with him. So when the situation comes, uh, we're pleasant and we can respond. In other words, he's disciplining us for a task. And he's given us the opportunity either to entertain ourselves, not to entertain ourselves, not to go into a movie, but to get into his word to get into his reading, to, to be curious about his, his literature. And then when the situation calm, 
comes. I'll give you an example. We, we got on the airplane five hours and uh, I chose to have my big old Bible and read it in the airplane. And I was able off and on focus. I read and read and I had a beautiful time. I think I read six chapters of Hebrews, a wonderful piece of literature, especially chapter six. It was just amazing. And then when we got to the uh, airport, we got there about nine in the evening and we, we wanted to go ahead and get home within a couple hours. Well, we didn't get home till two in the morning. We sat in long lines and it reminded me of the Holocaust. All these people with all this luggage and we're stuck. We don't have rides. There's too many people and not enough rental cars, not enough. We went to two rental facilities. They were stuffed with people. But the ringing and the patience of all that reading I did was still ringing in my heart. And uh, as I sat in place, I, I noticed somebody took off on a taxi. and I didn't see them leave, but I, I know that they left their belonging, their purse behind. And I sat in there and there was, a, I guess, an a Asian a couple. They looked at me and I moved the purse because the wife and I sat down and I figured if I move it, the person will grab it. That's the normal reaction. Nobody grabbed it. So I, I told the wife, I'm going to go take the purse to the officials. And I found the officials there and they, they were they were overwhelmingly thankful. They took it. They are going to put it in storage or whatever. And, uh, but that didn't solve our problem. We went to another agency and there was another bigger line and people sleeping on the ground all over the place trying to get a... Make a long story short, I was in line and I, I was still just blessing everybody. I was full of energy. And I noticed how calm and serene everybody was from coming back from vacations. Everybody was very well disciplined, very polite. And maybe one or two, three people were a little discouraged, but not showing it. What a vacation does, it gives you a lot of patience because you know you're going to have serenity. When you get there, you get the serenity and you come out. Why am I saying this? I don't know. <laughs> the serenity is overwhelming. Anyway, God bless you. Thank you so much for coming in here. I hope you enjoy the uh, the perks, the articles I took off L.B. Cohen. Have a great day. Give them heaven. Let's go ahead and pray out with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for coming on.